I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, this is Drink of Ages radio show, and I'm John Denman. DJ Muskratch always hanging out with me. Uh, man, DJ Muskratch, he's sitting over there at the table way far away with his peanut butter pretzels, I just noticed. Um I missed the man. We should put a mic on you because I actually wanted to talk about you did a, another event last week. Yeah, for uh, Brooklyn Brewery. Over, yeah, another event over for Brooklyn Brewery. Yeah, and Lone Pite, and I think it was Loganitis was also there. Loganitis was there. He did a whole big event over at New Potato. Mm, no, this one was at uh, Hops Meets Barley. Hops Meets Barley. That's what it was. Yeah, man. Uh, if anybody needs anybody to come out there and spend some badass music, nothing but the funk. DJ Muskratch will take care of you on that. Uh, but we are sitting over here at City Acre for this week's show. And this episode of Drink of Ages is brought to you by Firestone Walker's Nitro Velvet Merlin. I don't know why that's... Man, sometimes, man, getting the show started, I have a hard time talking, but then it only gets easier after that. How many Velvet Merlins have you had already? Uh, <laughs> let's, not, let's not get into that, Matt. Uh, but they, they add lactose to their oatmeal stout, and it makes such a badass beer, man. Nitro Merlin is in cans and on draft, and definitely one that you need to go try if you haven't had it yet. The Velvet Merlin from Firestone Walker. Pretty excellent beer, especially for our ridiculous weather. Cold, hot, cold, hot. It works anytime. But we're sitting over, like I said, over at City Acre, and we're hanging out with Mash LeBlanc and Rick Kelsey. I had to read my handwriting again. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? How's it going? Going <laughs> great. Well, we're kind of sitting over here in the corner a little bit, and it's a little dark. And I'm not going to lie, man. The little notes that I wrote down today, I can't, I can't even read my own handwriting. It's fine. It's fine. We all have our moments. I was sitting at, at we are talking about it, but uh, stopped by Heights Beer Garden, and first time to sit over there. Uh, and it was actually not a real, it wasn't busy. I don't know how, that has to be more unusual than usual, that they weren't that crowded. And stopped by there. Had a couple beers and said, yeah, I'm going to work on the show a little bit. And as I look, it reminds me of the notes that I took in biology in college where, you know, that was like a 730 class and starts off. And I write really small, but uh, all the notes started off, you know, I'm paying attention because it's biology. You know, it's just fun. And starts off, handwriting looks really good. And then it gets a little scribbly and then it picks back up. Gets gets nice again, nice nose, nice nose, then like a like a line, and then it picks back up, and then there's just, just, just like falls off the page, and that's when I went to sleep, and that happened on. Uh, I still have that notebook because it just makes me laugh. It's like, oh yeah, this was uh, this was biology in college, <laughs> and it's, it's just there's so many lines that just go off the page where I fell asleep while I was writing. So you're saying you got kicked out of Heights Beer Garden for falling asleep there? So I was sleeping on the bar. and <laughs> Is that where this story's going? I, I want to apologize to everybody, the staff over at Heights Beer Garden. Uh, you guys are great. And if you haven't been over there, you need to go check them out. 
But yeah, yeah, I don't know why that reminded me of that. I'm just looking at my scribbly handwriting for you know the notes of today's show. But uh, Matt and Rick, we're City Acre is where we are, uh, just north of Houston, Little York. What's the South Street right here? Uh, Tidwell to the south, uh, Parker to the north, and then north of that is Little York. So yeah, we're about eight minutes north of downtown uh, on 59. It's a um it's just such a cool little spot because when, you. when you're sitting out here and hanging out at the bar and you have the doors open and all that, you, you don't feel like you're sitting in basically downtown Houston. Yeah, it's really not that far. I mean, people do kind of like, ah, uh, I wish you were inside the loop. And we're like, it's really no further than like driving to the <laughs> you Heights could or throw something. a rock and hit the loop if yes. you wanted to. It's funny because we actually that we say so on our, one of our new shirts is, you know, uh, it says we're, we're not inside the loop, but we can see it from here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we kind of poke fun at that kind of stuff. Um, the people that are, are the inner loopers, uh, they're diehard for it. You know, the bad part about inner loopers is that 99% of them were not inner loopers. And then you get there, they're like, oh, well, I'm an inner looper now. I can't leave the loop. <laughs> and it's like, but, but you just got into the loop. <laughs> Why? I, the barrier, you came in, you can't go back out. I used to live inside the loop. Uh, I, I understand there's, it's this mental barrier. Uh, but yeah, it feels really good to kind of stretch your legs and go you know, adventure in other parts of Houston. Well, I guess one, one thing that, that has happened in, in Houston over the last like 10, 15 years is living inside the loop. You, there, there's pretty much anything you need. So there's not really like day to day living. There's no real reason that you have to venture out too far. Like now a mile or two from your house, uh, where living in Houston, it's like, Hey man, you want to go to lunch? You're like, yeah, man, where do you want to go? Oh, man, there's one place. Yeah, where's that? Oh, it's like 30 minutes away. Let's go. And it's in Channel View. Yeah, it's in Channel View. No big deal. Let's go. But the wings are amazing. Yeah, yeah. and nobody bats an eye or used to. And now it's just like, where, where, where's that? Oh, really? Oh, man, no, I'll just stay here. Like, I walk there, and which is good because, yeah, the city needs that. The city needs a lot of things uh, close by where people live, where they can just walk over the grocery store. They can walk to do this and do that. And... But at the same time, you need to kind of venture out a little bit because outside the loop, there are some pretty amazing places. We have City Acre, uh, Spindle Tap, Hop Stop, and Umble. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's Hop Scholar and uh, off of Rayford. I mean, there's. Yeah, definitely. Some great places around. Yeah, if you're willing to drive, there's some really great places um, in Houston. So, yeah, I, I definitely recommend venturing, especially to see us. <laughs> City Acre. <laughs> but uh, I, guess, I guess same time as uh, it's also about the city, how like, it's spread out so much. And to where now, like I remember Katy being a long ways away. And now it's like, oh, no, that's just in Katy. And how everything's like all these suburbs that used to be so far out. Kingwood. It's all connected, yep. and I mean, I live in Pearland, but that's actually one of the closest, uh, whatever cities. I was about to say Metropolis, but I'm way off. <laughs> it's all the Metropolis. It's all the Metropolis. But then, yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. But the, the that's fine, man. Houston, Houston's really turning into. Uh, if, if they can get some public transit down, that actually works well. Right. And and I know the bus system actually is if, if anyone has ever just spent a day on the bus, you can get all kind of places. And maybe we must scratch. We need to do a show like that. It's like, let's just hop on the bus and we talk to people. 
on the bus. That that probably be a pretty good show. We can see if anybody on the bus knows anything about craft beer. Mm-hmm. Do, uh, <laughs> I know we're not going to be the only ones drinking on the bus. No, no. <laughs> so but it's more like a cough syrup <laughs> yeah. drinking on the bus. Though, <laughs> you know, I love the bus. Yeah, I could I can take it from here downtown. There's a transit center like 500 feet from from us, and I can just hop on it and you know head downtown. Yeah, part's not bad. That part's not bad. Um, Metro Rail does pretty decent. Um, unfortunately, it's all on straight lines. <laughs> yeah. So you can't, I mean, you got to pick and choose your routes, but you can get to one place and get to a bunch of places that way. I was, uh, yesterday I was driving around, and I guess this is probably the biggest problem. Um, driving through downtown, and a car was slammed into the Metro bus. And it's like, how, how, I don't understand how that actually happens. How do you not notice a bus coming? Red lights flashing because any intersection where the metro rail is running, I mean, it's just yeah. just crazy lights, yellow lights, red lights flashing everywhere, and there they all the people were getting on the bus because somebody pulled in front of it or the the train. Yeah, I remember you know when they first put the the metro rail in, and it was like every week somebody was hitting the the, the rail, and it was like every week somebody different hitting the, hitting the rail, and then somebody died. And like it was a good solid like three months, and nobody hit the rail after that. It was kind of like everybody. <laughs> Lesson like, learned. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I guess I'll pay attention. You know. Uh, yeah. But uh, we're back at it again. I guess it's not you know, funny games and everything until somebody gets killed, and then it's like, all right, fine. We'll, <laughs> I'll pay attention. We'll pay attention. We'll pay attention. But no, I mean it's getting better. Uh, but Houston is definitely super spread out, and what actually is considered Houston. We have the the brewery guide coming out, and it's like the Houston Pocket Brewery Guide. With Very that, excited. Oh, me too. If, if As soon as we finally get all the information from all the breweries <laughs> and all that, we're going to print it. It's going to be out there. It's, it's a beautiful book. But um, the Houston Pocket Brewery Guide, we started looking at different things. It's like, man, I'm sorry, but we can't fit everybody in the houston pocket brewery guide I'm like oh really why not well because you're in college station <laughs> you know and yeah and there's so many breweries now that are, are within the the you know 20 minutes of downtown houston and it's like man that's, that's plenty that is enough when you come to houston now you can go to 50 something breweries yeah i think it was yeah it's, it's upwards of the yeah upper 40s lower 50s uh between college station and galveston beaumont and like sealy like, like close to fifty. It's a lot. Crazy, considering yeah. six years ago there there wasn't even half that. Oh man, uh, let's see. Five years drink of ages radio. It was like, hey Brock, what are you doing today? Because <laughs> that's, that's all we had. And hey, he's on the next week and the yeah, week after. The week after. The week after. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fun. Uh, but uh, and actually, we need to take a quick break. I'm out of beer. Actually, we're all out of beer. So let's take a quick break, fill up, and when we get back, we'll talk more City Acre. Drink of Ages, be right back.
Spindletap Brewery has a new IPA releasing February 23rd. This IPA is Cosmic Clouds and it's 8% and all Galaxy Hops. It is going to be pretty fantastic. Get on the pre-sale to make sure you get a four-pack and you can find the links at Spindletap's Facebook page. Don't miss this one. Cosmic Clouds IPA February 23rd at Spindletap Brewery. No Label Brewing Company has just released Perpetual Peace. This is always one of my favorites. It's aged 150 days in early times bourbon barrels, uncut and unblended. This Wee Heavy is 11.5% and is available on draft and in four-pack bottles. Do not miss out on this one. You can find it around town for a very short time or go by No Label's Tap Room, which is now open seven days a week. Find more information at nolabelbrew.com. Just drinking some of the TX Pale Ale now. Had the IPA last segment, and it's just a good solid Pale Ale. Thank you very much. We like to kind of say that the Pale Ale is, uh, you know, very uh, hoppy but not bitter. It's a good way to teach people that, you know, there can be hop flavor and hop aroma without the bitterness. Because so many people are like, I don't like hoppy beers. And I'm like, wait, try this. You might actually like this. So our Pale Ale is more, you know, uh, tropical fruity hops and then our ipa is more piney hops so we get that kind of balance in here that's where like, a lot of ipas now uh i mean I, I love the big hazy ipas big juicy stuff man i just drink one drink another and all that and which kind of it's like i remember when west coast ipas were such a big deal you know the big big west coast ipas and i almost wish that a brewery would come out with another one now and just like a, a new west coast ipa and just i mean call it like hey guys remember west coast ipa <laughs> something i think they're just, still popular they've just kind of like they they faded a little bit into the background you know they're still there yeah I think people still enjoy a good they're still making i mean people are still making all this stuff but it just just yeah it just not quite, I guess, as trends go or as what palettes, which way palettes takes people. You know, I think, yeah, it's just, you know, we had the West Coast for a while and then it was like sour and, and you know, uh, barrel age stuff, which, you know, is still there to a degree. And then now you've got these hazy IPAs and stuff. So it's, it's everything's kind of there. It's just, you know, really depends on what you're looking for. But the beauty is, like you mentioned, there's so many breweries in Houston you know that you could you could pick like who who do I want to go to based on what styles are they making and you know things that they offer and and I think it's really important each of those breweries can distinguish themselves as to what their offerings are and you know it's a really fun time right now and I was talking at Kroger the three one two Kroger today I stopped by in there just kind of just walk around and see what beers and which is a tremendous beer selection at that Kroger right there Eleventh Street and Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I used to live not far from there. Uh, I lived in Timbergrove. And when I lived there, there was an Albertsons that was, oh, man, it was 18th Street. And that was the first place that, that was like 18, 19. No, I was older than that because I had a house. <laughs> 20s, early 20s. And uh, there was an Albertsons. They, they built it over there. And it was close by where King's Beer Garden is now, but on the other side, it's Jester. And they had a walk-in beer cooler. And it was one of the first places in Houston that I've ever been to that had a walk-in beer cooler. And it was, it was awesome. But, you know, we drank a bunch of Modellos and stuff like that at the time. And But now, apparently, that 312 Kroger is the highest-selling uh, account of craft beer of a store of a grocery store from my understanding wow in, in what area state in all of city? houston oh yeah, in yeah, houston. yeah okay in, cool in houston yeah good for them yeah so uh, it just it just kind of blew me away they have a bar there too nice yeah, yeah. i remember i i walked in probably about two years ago and hadn't been there in a while and i was a buddy who lived around the corner and i was on doing it over his house i said i'm gonna stop in and grab some beer i walked in some guy playing acoustic guitar inside the <laughs> store and all this. It's like, what the hell has happened? <laughs> don't let anybody in don't here. Don't let anybody in here. And now there's a bar and all that. But, yeah, it's a cool little spot. Right uh, apparently, it's selling a bunch of craft beer. I don't know where I'm going with that story. but Do you like beer? I think. I, Is that well, it, there was beer there. Okay, yeah, cool. Some good beer. Did you fall asleep there? Did they kick you out? Mm. <laughs> No, not there. I probably talked too much, and then they kicked me out. That's what happened. <laughs> different, like, different reason for being kicked out. All right, John, that's out. enough. Time for you like, to leave, sir. You've had enough. You've had like, enough. You're getting like, very talkative. But I've had none. <laughs> yeah, I've had. None. I just love talking about beer. I had some beef jerky. I should do a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they're like, yeah, you don't work here. You know, just just leave the aisle, please. Stop giving the customers advice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Mix six pack. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Where yeah. are you going? Yeah, yeah. No, you need this beer. No, no, no. Take that beer out. Put this beer in there instead. Like, sure, sir, thank please. You very much. <laughs> uh, can I give you a recommendation? Um, no, because <laughs> not really. Fine. Uh, well, you're gonna get one anyway. Just go talk to somebody. <laughs> but um, no, it was it was a great store, and and like I said, I forgot where I was even going with this, but. Uh, Back to Pale L's. Oh, yeah. I love Pale Ale. Yeah. It all circles back to Pale Ale eventually. Uh, this one, the one you make, is is just a good classic Pale Ale. Very reminiscent of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Something yeah. in that line. I think what's really interesting is, and this was not intentional when I was making the recipe, it was one of those kind of, I threw things together based on what I had. I, I think this recipe is probably about you know, seven, eight years old. Um and it almost has uh, a grain bill similar to an Oktoberfest. Uh, it's got Vienna. It's got a decent amount of Munich. It's two row, you know, um, American two row rather than you know, like you know, Continental Pilsner or something like that. Um, but then it's got a very like, you know, large charge of late edition hops. So there's just a, a little bit at the beginning, and then everything else is all at the end. And so you really get that kind of. I wouldn't say, go so far as to say it's juicy, like like a you know a, a, a hazy IPA would be juicy, but it's you know you really get that that kind of quenching flavor of uh, that hops. The hops, yeah, yeah. But that Vienna malt, that is something you can walk around with a handful in your pocket and sit there and snack on. Oh, it's got such a great like kind of toasty, roasty. Yeah, it's 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 
it really kind of the thing about it is it, it's a great way to pump up the uh, the malt flavor in uh, a beer without having that like kind of cloying maltiness like it, it really it's like a clean maltiness in it so yeah I, I really like using Vienna so how much uh, how much beer that you guys are making here goes into the food uh, well, hey, how about we talk to Rick about that? <laughs> so we, we've been jawing about this beer this whole time, and l- let's find out where well, the there, beer is. Well, there's a whole up. other side of City Acre. I'm going to plead the fifth on that, by the way. Yeah, yeah that, that <laughs> you might not know about. I mean, they, they have a full menu and a really kick-ass place to come and eat some food. Well, actually, it's kind of funny. is uh, We use about three, four cups at a time, and uh, I'll make about four trips a day out here. Does that go actually go in the food, or does it just go in the belly? Actually, goes in the food. The, okay, the belly's the gallon jug. I take back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. We got uh, the queso, queso, um, spatzel, spatzel. Uh, we actually sometimes do little sausages with it, get them pumped up. Um, and where else are we hiding Some, at? Sometimes the sometimes the pork, right? Because it's oh yeah. Uh, Pork in the in the um, little bit of the barbecue pork sauce get, get, gets dry. Yeah, the barbecue sauce you already use quite a bit actually. Um, yeah, I think our biggest is the queso though, queso, right? Yep. Yeah, we go through a lot of beer queso, and and I was saying oh, earlier, imagine. it's like Rick <laughs> a I'll, lot. I'll, sometimes when I'm emptying the bright tank, I'll be like, "Hey, Rick," and I'll walk into the kitchen. And I have a five gallon bucket of like beer that's the end of the bright tank, and. I'm like, here you go. Start. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're in the mood to make some queso because I've got five gallons of blonde here. We're about to have a great Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretzels yeah. and beer queso. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Queso and chips. Yeah, we do a lot of pretzels too. Yep. We, I mean, we pretty much make everything from scratch in house, and uh, so it's really kind of about letting Rick play. And, um, no, it's about letting the food play. I mean, the, the food tells us what we do. Um, the appetizer, the Rick Rolls, that came out of necessity because I, into the night, I'd have leftover pulled pork, barbecue sauce in it. And I'm like, I can't use it for anything else. And hey, let's try this. So we <laughs> put an egg roll and shazam, it's a great little appetizer. Rick Rolls. <laughs> Rick Rolls. And this is, uh, you know, this is not officially like Ooh. out there, but yeah. So if if you are in the building, and Rick Astley plays like if, if never gonna give you up goes on the on the yep. radio here, which it is on our playlist. If that comes on, you can be the first to claim an order of Rick Rolls. It will be free if you order it. So it's not widely known, but uh, yeah, you can get some free Rick Rolls if Rick Astley comes on. Well, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna keep that secret. <laughs> so, so just between yeah, us and the podcast us. listeners, yeah, but. It does. It does show up on the playlist. It, I mean, it's it's oh, quite an great. extensive playlist. I mean, it's you know, I can't even remember fifty plus hours of music. So yeah, but when that one comes on, that one comes on. I we have yet to have anybody claim it, but it's just kind of a joke that it's it's on there. Uh, so yeah. Well, sad part is one day it showed up on repeat. We heard it like four times in like twenty minutes. We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, we were waiting for somebody to come claim it, and yeah, it's, like I said, it's not like we put it out there very much. This is kind of the first official announcement. We we, we kind of joke with the regulars and stuff, you know, about it. But 
I think I think you should put the song in the show this week. <laughs> <laughs> Muskratch. I mean, if, if we're gonna end end the session, it needs to end with some Rick Astley. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm lying. It, it really should never end. <laughs> it should never happen. <laughs> it should never happen. Uh, let's take a quick break, and uh, when we get back, we'll talk with City Yeager and uh, drink some beers. Hope everybody's having a great night. Be right back. distillery or you've been around for years the badass folks at cash branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel cash branding does it all from imprinted glassware coasters koozies tin tackers and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts t-shirts and caps their apparel decorating options are top-notch offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel artwork services and samples are always free why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cast branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out castbranding.com hey this is matt from city acre brewing come check out spring fest on march 3rd from 12 to 5 we got free garden cuttings beer premieres Festival food, boudin balls, smoked turkey legs wrapped in bacon. Get it. are hanging out and we're sitting at the acre with Matt Schlebach and Rick Kelsey. So Matt, uh, man, the first time we talked, geez, man, trying to think back Yeah, 2012, maybe 2000, sounds about right. Something like that. I remember. And, and I think we had this on a show before, but my memory is very short, but we, I came out here one day for a sample, and I think you brewed your beer, some beer, some test batches with Eighth Wonder on their system. Oh, Buffalo Bayou. With Buffalo Bayou. Yeah, yeah. for the Chai Porter. <clears throat> with the Chai Porter, that's right, the Chai Porter. And uh, it was a rainy day, I remember. It was drizzly. We had some wooden two-by-fours to walk across to get over to. Yeah. Well, it was the, in this building, though. Well, I think it was in this building, wasn't it? But we came in through. Oh, the you house. came in, yeah. The yeah, house yeah. Side, we came yeah. in. It was a different entrance at the time, and we came in, and yeah, that was the first time that I tried. Yeah, the chai porter, and you had a couple other beers on, and then you had your pork tacos with feta cheese. 
Yes, and uh, pickled okra and pickled okra, on there. yeah, on top. Um, yeah, those, the, those were tasty. Yeah, that was that was man. When what year was? I want to say that was 2012. 2012. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. And it's funny you say that because you know I let you try that chocolate strawberry stout tonight. Uh, that was so good. We actually premiered it at that. It was called the February event, and it, you know we brought it back. This is the first time we brought it back since that. <laughs> Uh, oh, event wow. such a so, good beer why did it take so long uh well you know we uh we got a lot of stuff going on here like last year our february like valentine's day themed beer was a uh uh saison with rose hips called rosy saisonal uh and this year we brought back the choctopus which is our uh chocolate strawberry stout so yeah choctopus and for valentine's day and then uh march 3rd Yes, March 3rd is, is when it's uh, officially premiering. So the people who are getting our four-course beer dinner uh, for Valentine's Day get to try it in advance. And then it is officially coming out on March 3rd for our, our garden party, which we've got that. We've got the premiere of our Martzen, uh, which is really popular. We double-batched it this time because it did not last long enough uh, in as an Oktoberfest in the fall. Uh, we're going to be doing a, uh, a bunch of different really crazy beers uh we got a uh water frozen watermelon kolsch like in a slushy machine um that's gonna be really tasty so time out yeah because <laughs> uh, we can't skip past that because that so it's you're, you made a watermelon kolsch and you put it in like a margarita machine correct or we're going to going to for the, the spring fest on march 3rd that Sounds pretty so refreshing. Yeah, no tickets required. It's just show up, and you know, there's plenty of room on the acre out here, and you know, have uh, food specials. What are we talking about, Rick? Like boudin balls and something. Boudin else? balls. We're yeah. talking uh, uh, bratwurst. We're talking. I think Swanson's. Well, are we familiar with the Swanson? What what was what is a Swanson? It's a big old turkey leg wrapped in bacon. Yep, and then smoked <laughs> for like four or five hours. No one could see me in my big happy face I just made. <laughs> it was like, hot damn, that sounds yeah, the, that sounds great. The yeah. Swanson, the Swanson is a uh, it's a it's showstopper. Yeah, it's yeah. really tasty. Well, like like boudin is one of those things that uh, my family makes a lot of boudin and stuff like that. My grandpa, I remember as a kid, you know, I eat it. It's always really good. And then, uh, then you know, I learned what's in boudin. It's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, like a liver. Like, yeah. I have a lot of liver, a lot of blood in the <laughs> boudin. And then my brother started making a bunch of boudin and without the liver, and it's still really good. But it's not, it misses that, yep. uh, you know, metallic taste. Yeah, that, yep. I was going to say that kind yep. of tinny. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So what kind yeah. of boudin are you guys making? Well, it's funny. It's got the liver in there. Now, I'm out of the Pacific Northwest where I was born and raised. So when I got down here, somebody mentioned boudin, and I went, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And, Rice uh, sausage? What are we stuffing in what? How does yeah, that work? So uh, we, I, I took a good two weeks and experimented. I had like three different batches that I made, and uh, I finally came up with one that I am really darn proud to be serving in the South. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, so he, he does these fried boudin balls. Yeah. And yeah. What, what do we use as the dipping sauce? Was it the, the bayou sauce? No, actually, it's a it's a little more of a pickly remoulade. Okay. Yeah. So um, the bayou sauce is more of a, a spicy Cajun seasoning to it. The remoulade is uh, it's your basic remoulade with a little bit more pickle to it. So it highlights the rest of the flavors in that. 
We like pickles around here. I was about to say, you guys pickle a lot. We like a lot of pickles. It's funny because a lot of stuff in the garden, like, I mean, there's no better way to make it go further than to pickle it, right? Right. So, yeah, we do a lot of pickles out here. We actually, uh, Mandy, our general manager, she's an assistant brewer with me. She's in charge of pickles. Like, her official title is fermentologist. So, she uh, she makes sure, you know, we, we're always, you know, full of pickles. Yeah, it's a crazy thing when you're pickling a five-gallon bucket at a time. Yeah. Like That's once or twice match. a week, yeah. man. No, I, I honestly could do that because I mean, pickled things are—they're they're my favorite. It's uh, magic, right? It, it really like, is. No matter what it is, just pickle it. And, yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and right now you can—I can go back there right now. I could find uh, jicama, okra, green beans, carrots, uh, cucumber, obviously. Um, what was the other one? Oh, radishes. We just picked a bunch of radishes out of the garden. They're in there. Watermelon rind. Watermelon rind. Yeah, pickled Blue. watermelon rind. Yeah. It was one of those that I'd never heard of before. And and so somebody brought me some. And those damn things were fantastic. Yeah, it's got a nice, yeah. like, crunch to it. And, yeah. Yep. They're, yes. They're, fan- they're really yep. great. Yeah, so we, we, we definitely dig on pickles. <laughs> and, and, you know, we've got a lot of good stuff coming out of the garden right now, like, like carrots, for example, um, because we do try to grow, you know, as much as we can here. Obviously, we can't you know, supply for the whole restaurant, you know, we're never going to grow potatoes, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's like the cost of a bag you still of have potatoes. to buy something. Yeah. Yes. You know, uh, so yeah, just to be clear, you know, not everything in, in the kitchen is coming from the garden, but things like carrots, we've got these really amazing, like atomic reds and Yellowstone carrots, things that aren't really widely available in the supermarket. Uh, but they're amazing. When you taste it next to a supermarket carrot, Supermarket carrot tastes like you're gnawing on a stick, honestly. It tastes yeah. like wood. There's no flavor. And like these other carrots that we grow, they're like it tastes like the earth, like in a good way. It's, it's like if dirt were tasty. Like, yeah. <laughs> when, uh, dirt was a little sweeter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And they out. pickle really well, and they look gorgeous on the plate. They've got these interesting colors and yeah. stuff like that. So. I, I, somebody told me the other day, and yeah, people tell me stories all the time. And this is one that I thought was like, hey, this, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. Matt, you might know, is that the reason why we have orange carrots in America is because the Queen of England, that was her preferred carrot. And when she was coming over here, not the current queen, but like the early days of North right. America, and that she wanted carrots planted over here, and that was the orange carrots. And that's why... That's close. That is a very close rendition of the story. So, high five, buddy. So, except it was Dutch. DOA fact. The sort of <laughs> the Dutch. The Dutch house colors were orange at the time, and so the the people that were basically genetically selecting the colors of carrot, they made orange carrots for the the Dutch royalty colors because that was their house colors, basically. So, uh, but yes. Oh, you are completely correct, except for Dutch versus... <laughs> except uh, for some historical facts. Yeah. But, <laughs> except for yeah. something that's really major. Yeah. But Well, but no. I mean, most of the stories <laughs> I tell are mostly correct. Yeah, yeah that's fine. You, you got you got 95% there. That's yeah. pretty good. That's an A. Uh, that's Man, give me a 70. <laughs> I'm happy. Pass, yeah, pass, fail. I know what I did in school. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's close enough. I talked about biology. Talk about biology, I'll do well. Talk about history, which is one of my favorite subjects. I... I don't know, man. Let's talk about that, man, real quick. Uh, we have like a minute or two left, but uh, like I've talked to several people who are brewers and stuff like that, and the sciences were 
uh, some of their favorite classes. And mm-hmm. then they end up doing this kind of for a living. Uh, is that the same thing with you? <laughs> uh, probably, yes. I definitely I, – so funny, I went to UT Austin. Uh, I really wanted to go to film school. I did not get into film school. I instead got into the mechanical engineering department, ended up being a mechanical engineer because uh, I had plenty of science and math credits, but I did not have enough you know, AV credits, basically. So, yeah, I ended up going the me- mechanical engineering route uh, and then made sure that every job that I had post-college was in order to fulfill some sort of missing piece of me being able to build my own brewery because I actually became a home brewer in college uh, around 2000, 2001, became very obsessed with it after my first successful batch, which was around batch three or four, because I definitely messed up the first couple batches. Uh, and then I was like, well, I, obviously I want to open my own brewery. That's the plan. And so every job that I took after that, I specifically, you know, I did, um, uh, heat exchanger uh work as far as like my minor and so yeah very very familiar with uh you know building heat exchangers and stuff like that i worked in oil and gas i did um you know worked on uh, corn ethanol projects uh silos uh storage tanks things like that so yeah it was very uh it was all very focused to come to this moment to to become you know all about the beer so yes i I definitely lean more sciencey so like eight years of school to sit here on Drink of Ages Radio. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, well, you know, it's technically <laughs> supposed to be four. Maybe it took me five uh, to finish, but you know, who's counting at this point, right? Not bad, so. not bad. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about some of those other careers that you had when we get back. Drink of Ages. <laughs> Tap is killing it with their IPAs, Heavy Hands, Justin, Houston Hayes, Draped Up. All have been phenomenal brews. With all the tasty releases, man, don't forget about Hop Gusher. This has been one of my favorite go-to beers for a while now. 6.5%, nicely balanced with a blast of hoppy aroma. The citrus taste and slight bitterness makes this a crowd pleaser. Grab some Hop Gusher and make this a regular in your beer fridge. If you are a fan of good beer, then come by Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive in Montrose. We have over 200 beers with 32 specially rotating taps of badass beers, cider, kombucha, and cold-brewed nitro coffee. Take a 32-ounce growler or build a mixed six-pack to go. You can even bring your own growlers in, and we will fill them. Drink of Ages Pub, badass beer for here, badass beer to go. Drink of Ages, we are back. Now we're sitting over at City Acre 
Brewery, and man, we have Rick Kelsey and Mashal Black hanging out. Uh, Rick is man, you you handle all the food and everything done here in the kitchen, right? I'm the chef here. Yep. Yeah, and but the thing though is that you guys put together some pretty spectacular beer dinners and different things. Yeah, we try to be special with them. Um, try to be different than uh, the average Joe. Uh, we've got our, our Valentine's Day dinner, which is actually going to be in the house. Um, a lot of people want to, you know, they ask questions about the house when they see the brewery. You know, can we go in? Can we go in? Here's their opportunity to actually have dinner in the house. And uh, uh, it's crazy. It's it's, it's so fun. Um, well, we, go one, of the, one of the things, uh, uh, back to the house, just real quick. <laughs> uh, like, growing up, my, my grandparents lived over, like, not far from here, like, closer towards airline Tidwell, that, that area. And we would drive over their bank. Now, this is back in the early days of the eighties and their bank that they banked at was right here off of 59. And every time I, I'd spend a lot of time with my grandparents and we'd drive over here and my grandma would always look at this house over here and just be like, Oh, I love that house. You know, it's such a nice, it's such a nice house. Cause it has like these onion dome looking things with yeah. the, Little chicken or the rooster. Finials. You know? Yes. They're, I've looked it up. They're called finials. Finials? Yeah, the things at the tops of the turret cones. That is, I, I won't remember this after tonight, <laughs> but for from now on, I will, for the rest of the night, I will call them finials. And so she, she always talked about this one house because it stood out from the whole area. Yeah, it always has. And it's just amazing that, yeah, like, how old am I? 40 something, 42. Uh, that many years later, you know, that, that uh, now I've got my friend has bought the property, and this is where there's a brewery here now. And and I was telling that story to my mom earlier. It was like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm actually going to where, you know, the place over there on 59 that has the finials on the top of <laughs> overlooking the trees. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go over there and hang out and drink some beer and record a radio show. So. Sorry no. to interrupt, but you said something about the house. But it really stands out because when you're driving down south of 59, you you look you look to your right and you see it. it it's there. And it stands out above everything. And everybody wants to be in it. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's it's it. Like you said, it stands out for the area. Um, everyone like sees it. They wanna they wanna get inside of it. You know, they wanna you know hang out in there. Um, there was a lady who grew up in the neighborhood. And uh, always wanted to be in the castle, as she called it. A lot of people call it the castle. It's kind of the, the nickname of it because it's this Victorian-style house. And she, because you know, we're able to do some, some specialty events, she rented it out for her 40th birthday. And she had a princess birthday party in the castle, which is what <laughs> she always wanted to do growing up. So she got to hang out and have her birthday party in the castle, which is really great. So we've been doing these beer dinners. And, uh, and the, our most popular... Our, our demo dinners, and it's basically like a cooking show. I'll let Rick talk about how, how it's done, really. Well, it's, it's real simple. We invite um, 16 people to come in. They sit down, and they get to enjoy a meal. It's, it's all set. We're going to do it up beforehand. They know what they're going to have. But to separate it, I give them the recipes that we're making that night. Then, as we go through dinner, I prepare the items show them what to do they get to ask questions hey what if i wanted to do this well no problem let's talk about it 
Now, the most important ingredient everyone ever asks about is, well, can I add bacon to that? <laughs> yeah, and sure. salt comes up a lot, too. They're, salt. Like, they're like, oh, my God, Rick, you just put a lot of salt in that. He's like, this is, this is how yeah, you cook. This is what you do. Salt is very important um, in cooking. <laughs> so we've given, what, seven of those now? Yeah, I think so. Um, They've we, all sold out. They all sell out within a couple a, days. A couple days, like, really quick. And we'll take – it's a good three-hour meal. We'll sit there, and we'll talk about the different things we're making. You know, what if I wanted to do this? What if I wanted to do that? You know, hey, let's talk. Let's go. Let's go for it. Yeah, people take notes on their little sheets, so they get the recipe sheets. Yeah. And, yeah, they'll and take the, notes on. the great thing is, is we've had customers come back later on. I just made that dish. Oh, my gosh. The last one we did, we did a uh, smoky cheddar butter. It is actually butter, cheddar cheese, green onions, salt, pepper, a little bit of liquid smoke. You got to cheat a little on that one. And we put that right on top of salmon and baked it. And everybody went cheese on salmon. And now it's like, we've got a couple of customers like, oh, yeah. It was oh, so yeah. good. Oh, it was man. so good. All right. Time out. That on pancakes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, anything really. really that anything. on toast, yes. pancakes. Yeah. yeah. Man, no, that sounds great. fantastic. Yep. And uh, those dinners are popular. People walk out of there excited. They're going to go home. They're going to try something. Um, we did a, a double mashed potato. Uh, mashed potatoes with russet and then we made mashed potatoes out of butternut squash and we made it mashed potato we mixed it together and served it and some of the people were like that's a little odd and then they were like i want more <laughs> can i get more together yeah. you know yeah. and yeah. you got this awesome color thing wow. yeah so he'll do like a he'll do uh every demo dinner has you know an appetizer uh an entree with two sides and a dessert and then we pair beers with it, but we're pretty loose with it. Like I'll, I'll pick the first beer, and then I kind of, I, I, coach, you know, coach, coach, and be like, hey, yeah. you know, well, we got these different styles. Next course is the salad course. Maybe we'll do this, or maybe we'll do that. Anybody, and basically the first person that yells it out, you know, gets to pick the beer. And then I'll, I'll bring the beer, and we'll make sure everybody's full of beer. And we kind of, it's loosely paired with each course, but we, we kind of, you know, we let the people do it. And then I do the same thing with, with uh, the music. So I get to pick the first record and then I'll be like, out of all these, I usually pair it down to like 10. I've got uh, not a ton, but like maybe 120 records and I'll pair it down to like 10 and be like, you know, who, who gets to pick the next and whoever's the most vocal about it. We're like, all right, well, we're listening to Otis Redding now, you yeah. know, or we're listening to Bob Dylan or, or ELO or something like that. And it's, and it, it's really a fun, like kind of relaxed, like chill vibe. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's just, just a place for people to come chill, enjoy a good meal and, and walk out fed, fat, frumpy, happy, excited. <laughs> frumpy? Not real, frump, not real frumpy. Yeah. Is that, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that yeah. one guy was frumpy. Well, but but the interesting interesting thing is that I mean, you go to beer dinners and it's like very very structured and stuff like that, and you do this and some kind of. But this is completely different from all that. I mean, no, it we, is. This is yeah. This sounds like a really not the beer dinners aren't fun and and honestly, yeah. I, me when I go like look at beer dinners, I'm like, okay, I know the beer's going to be good. Let's look at the food, and but this is a, like a different approach. To the whole idea I, I try to make it so that you can take that recipe home and you can make that and not be afraid of making it um, so many so many people you know you go to a beer dinner and you've got this pretentious plate in front of you and they're like I'm gonna recreate that yeah. I don't yeah. even know how so I've, I've seen those Pinterest 
pictures. That's what I try to avoid. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I think kind of, you know, if we had an unofficial motto, <laughs> uh, it would probably be like to not be pretentious because we're definitely not. Like, it's like, if the food's good, the food's good. If the beer's good, the beer's good. Like, we don't have to go out there and, like, tout it to the rooftops kind of thing. It's yeah. like, you try the food or you try the beer and you're going to love it. And, you know, it's really important to us. But it's it's this kind of friends, family kind of vibe that, that we love. Because it is. Like, Rick's here all the time. Yeah. I'm here all the time. Like, if you're a regular... I'll hang out with you at your table, sitting down. I'll have a couple of beers with you. You know, I may eat dinner with you, whatever. As long as I'm welcome, as long as you're not on a date. And it's like, we get a lot of regulars in here on hey. Tinder. You know, it's kind of a. Excuse <laughs> me, Matt. Um, we're trying to do something here. Yeah. <laughs> trying, to, trying to have a business conversation. Yeah. Can you please leave? No, yeah. no. I'm, I, I pick up on that kind of stuff. But no, I mean, yeah. it's it's chill. You know, it's it's like, you know, it it's like a friend's backyard here. You know, I get it. I get a lot of people that are like, man, I didn't even know you guys were here. And I said, what took you so long to find us? <laughs> and they're like, well, I didn't know. I had no clue, you know. And other people are, you know, hey, my friend recommended I come in. And he said, you know, I got to try the food. And uh, Well, yeah. There you go. Um, but there's just a lot of the people just surprised by, oh, my God, I'm here. I'm, this is amazing. Well, I think the, I think the biggest kicker is um, – like I say, getting people out here. I'd say, hey, man, just drive five minutes away. Come out here, have a beer, eat some food, check out the yard that you guys have, and, and just understand exactly what you guys are trying to do here. I mean, it's different from any other brewery in the whole city. I feel so. Uh, you know, and I think it's, you know, as you get more breweries around town, it's important to distinguish yourself. Uh, not that we're specifically trying to do that, but it's just like we're doing what we want to do. We're, we're, we're kind of, you know, uh, one of the reasons why I hired Rick is he totally got it immediately. He was like, I get I get the vision. I get what you're trying to do. And he's just like and, and he was really cocky about it. He's like, you're going to hire me. Like he, one of those things. No. He showed up to the interview being like, you're going to hire me. Just tell everybody. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't come. Don't to bother. The don't bother interviewing the rest of us. Yeah. Guys. We're done. Let's do I it. I heard yeah. about this boot in thing yeah. and I can do it. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's been on board, you know, basically since day one. Uh, and, you know, it's just it's really important to us to, you know, to have the good food and have the good beer and have this relaxed atmosphere. And even when we're busy, like we had like our mother's day last year was insane. insane. We always like use that as the bar. It's like, well, at least we weren't getting our asses kicked. Like we were on mother's day. You know, it's like this bar that we set, but even on mother's day, even though the kitchen was going crazy and everything like that, mm -hmm. there's so much space out here and there's so much seating that you can look out and you can see people everywhere, but it's not crowded. It's not like people are like elbow to elbow or anything like that. People are sitting in the chairs out in the yard. People are in the, you know, over in, well, what we call the chicken coop. It used to be a chicken coop until we took all the all the chicken wire down, you know, hanging out under the cover there. You know, they're over by the house in the pavilion. We've got a screened in beer garden. Like, there's just absolutely so much space on this acre that you could have 300 people out here, which we do for Oktoberfest and stuff, and it just never seems busy. And so, you know, you can go to a lot of bars they're really popular because they're, you know, in the Washington area or, you know, they're, you know, these really populated areas of town. And they're just, you know, they're so packed that you got to wait 20 minutes for a drink and all that. And and even at our most busy, I think probably the most you're going to wait is five, six minutes for for a beer. You know, it's just well, but the good thing is that at that time, you usually have something pickled that you could snack on. 
So, oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. We yeah. always have something pickled. Yes. Yes. And we always have something smoked. <laughs> like we we smoke all the meats, you know, we yeah. pickle all the vegetables and uh yeah, kind of we used to have the salad called the uh called the Texas cob and um you know my my yeah. wife was like telling me, you know, you really need to eat more vegetables. And I'm like, well, you know, we got the salad on the menu. She's like, uh, by the way, you need more vegetables on the menu. I'm like, there's a salad. It's called the Texas Cobb. She's like, it has two kinds of smoked meat on it. I'm like, but it's got lettuce. It's got a green thing. You know? She's like, but the ratio is like 80-20. Yeah, it's, like, meat. it's just like meat. on. What's the dressing on the salad? Uh, it's queso. Uh, no, no, we it's didn't delicious. go that far. Yeah. But yeah, that sounds really good. We love way. smoked meat. <laughs> yeah, we love smoked meat. Um, we do. We do. Uh, you know, smoked turkey, pulled pork, a couple of tassos. Tasso. We do tasso. We got a great tasso Benedict, and it's funny because we we Rick and I are really um, similar in that we think like, well, I don't want to make this one item in the kitchen for like just this one purpose. Right. So we use a lot of stuff like across you know different items, and you know we were making this coming up with this Tasso Benedict, we were like, all right. Oh, yeah, we could have hollandaise. We could have this. Yeah. We could have that. English muffins and, and hollandaise. Like, and we're just like. I don't need an English muffin. I got no. a nice biscuit. We got biscuits. <laughs> Why not make the biscuit instead? We got Tasso, so we don't need Canadian bacon. No. We've got eggs. We're going to use eggs. Yeah. And we'll top it with our queso. Why? Why make a hollandaise? We've got a we've got a thing of queso in the warmer, yeah. so it's like. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like queso, Tasso, which. Our current tasso is like a brown curry and cayenne, curry and cayenne, yep. dusted pecan wood smoked tasso, yep. and then on top of a biscuit with obviously a poached egg because you know uh, poached egg makes a benny, uh, and then yeah, I mean queso on top. Yeah, you can't go wrong with can't that. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. At all. And then bre- breakfast potatoes tossed in garlic butter. So I mean, we might is this, is a show? Can we go eat now? Like uh, is the show wrapping I, up soon. I honestly, <laughs> I'm about to go raid your kitchen. Yeah, that's what's about to sorry, happen. sorry, sir. We're yes. closed on Tuesdays. So. Uh, let's see. We need to wrap the show up. Uh, but no, for real. I mean, you, the the menu. I'm I've got it right here in front of me, man. It's, it's it's so many things to come out here and try. And if you've never been to City Acre, then you definitely need to make a short drive. Or, yeah, even better, catch an Uber so you can hang out and have three or four beers. People and do that. Yes. Yep. I mean, it's like five minutes, $5 from downtown. Yeah, people hang here for hours. It's like we're not looking to turn a table and get somebody like, hey, man, can you please leave? Like, it's like, you want to hang out here? But people work here. We get a lot of airport crowd, you know, during the weekdays and stuff. We're, we're kind of close, close-ish to the airport, you know, 15 minutes away. And Teachers after school. Yeah, get a lot of teachers. I mean, Man, I don't know. if I was a teacher, I would drink a lot. Dude, yeah, more. that's the thing is, a lot of people don't think about it. Yeah, teachers, they can drink. They drink like monsters. Like, they have to, man. Yeah. They teach our kids. Yeah. I know my kids. It made, they made me want to drink. Like, yeah. even the best kid is kind of an asshole. Yes, mo- <laughs> you know, mostly, like, yes. It's, no I mean, like, like I was I was a pretty good kid. I was a total asshole, you yeah. know, like it, It's true. It's how it goes, you know. It's how it goes. All right, well, check out City Acre, March 3rd, big event coming up. Uh come out here, drink some of that octopus. Yeah. Uh enjoy some of the food. Tickets on sale for that? No, it's it's uh no tickets no for tickets. that one. Yeah, All it's right. a ticketless event. Just show up. It goes 12 to 5, you know. Come in, get your beers, get your food, try try all the stuff we got going on that day. I think it'll be a good time. Oh, free garden cuttings, too. So we've got grapevines. You can take uh, make your own wine grapes at home with our grapevine cuttings. We'll have like some lemongrass cuttings, things like that. So, yeah, all free. 
All right, man. You guys are doing things that nobody else is doing, and that I appreciate, and I appreciate the really good beers that you're making. Thank you very much. Which I'm, I'm out at the moment, so we're going to go ahead and close the show down. <laughs> Show's <laughs> over. Clear out. Please yeah, move along. Uh, no, appreciate you guys. Thank you all. Uh, CD Acre, look them up, and stop by, have some of their great stuff. And this show was sponsored by... Nitro Merlin by Firestone Walker. If you haven't tried that yet, man, get out there and get some. You can find it in package. You can find it on draft. And, man, everybody be safe. Talk to everybody next week.